Thank you for tuning in to Love in Your Hands with Cynthia Clark, soulmate palmist, spiritual teacher, love coach, author, and speaker. We're sharing stories of love and connection and lessons learned along the way. This podcast is sponsored by loveinyourhands.com, the place to ignite soulmate love fast using an innovative system to help you end loneliness and toxic relationships and elevate your vibrational energy to soulmate love and deeply compatible partners. Get started for free at loveinyourhands.com. And now here's your host, Cynthia Clark. Hello there, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Cynthia Clark, and I am your host of Love in Your Hands. And today is going to be a really exciting day. I have a beautiful guest who um, also lives here in Sedona, Arizona, which is, in my opinion, one of the most beautiful places on the planet. So it's always neat to meet beautiful souls here. And I am excited to introduce her. We are going to read her hands because, of course, I am your soulmate palmist. And that is uh, where we can find information about all aspects of who you are. Your hands are literally the doorway to love and your life. So uh, today, as my guest, I've got Rachel Farabaugh. She is the creator of the Inspirational Tarot Deck and the Spirit Animal Oracle Deck, which I happen to have her Spirit Animal Deck right here. Um, and it's also, my tribute is my outfit as well. <laughs> so I just love her Spirit Animal Deck. It's so much fun. I use it just about every day. Oh, so and uh, she can be found at bohemiandreamer.com. Or you can find her on Instagram at bohemian.dreamer. So welcome to the show, Rachel. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here with you. <laughs> this is so exciting. And I'm trying to figure out your beautiful necklace, too. That looks uh, like... The Herkimer diamonds. Oh, Herkimer diamonds. Yeah, yeah that's so beautiful. Wow, I should get one like that. <laughs> I can make you one. Oh, wow. That's awesome. It sounds like you just do just about everything. <laughs> I make the earrings, the necklaces, jewelry, tarot cards, ceramics, really anything. Wow. You're just so creative. It's not, in Sedona, I have finally created the right outlets to mm. space with my shop where I can yeah. kind of bring everything together and it doesn't feel so disconnected when you have one space where everything can live. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And then put it together. Awesome. So, so tell us a little bit about you and your background. How did you, how did you get into all of this stuff that you do? Well, <laughs> I, well, I grew up seeing ghosts. So I always knew that there was something more than the 3D world because I could see it. Wow. You know, it was scary when I was younger. So I was definitely afraid of all the things that I could see and I would hide from it. I didn't really have anyone to talk to. All I knew was, you know, Ouija boards and growing up Catholic, anything that you see is probably dark and you're not supposed to see it. So oh, I, no. I had no spiritual context in my upbringing mm. and I had no support system. Wow. So that must have been frightening. It was. Um, and then I learned about dream interpretation and tarot when I was about 14. Mm. I just saw some books in a bookstore. This is before we had internet. <laughs> and browse and I saw these two books one about dreams and about tarot 
I asked my mom to buy them for me and she did. Uh-huh. I just got really into dreams and then tarot. And that's really how my journey started. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah, I've been into dreams now for for a number of years, but I never really got like super into it until this year. And I actually started a dream journal. Oh, that's beautiful. And so now I have, as soon as I wake up, because you lose those dreams so quickly, I will immediately write it down regardless of the time. Like as soon as I'm aware that I'm dreaming, I'll just like write down my dream. Yep. So I've so, yeah. switched to voice memos. Yeah. Uh, I've been keeping dream journals for a long time, but dreams have always been a huge part of my life. And I can remember dreams from childhood as easily as memories. So wow. I can, That's amazing. I can recall dreams really, really well. Mm. So many different types of dreams. Mm-hmm. Like last night was just a very normal night of dreams. Luckily, yeah. Do you... No- I was going to say, do you normally remember more than one dream a night? Four to five. Wow. That's amazing. And if it's just a normal dream night, they're just random dreams hmm. with, with things from your day or things that you're working through. But mm-hmm. sometimes there's visitation from mm-hmm. extraterrestrials or light beings or other, other guides. And then sometimes you're traveling to other yeah. planets. Well, that's interesting. You mentioned the extraterrestrials because I just recently started dreaming about them. Oh, wow. And I had, uh, I had a really profound dream, I don't know, maybe a couple of months ago where I was going up to uh, the ski area Vale, which is in Colorado. I used to live in Colorado. And I was picking up some photographs and they were ET photographs. And they were were these adorable pictures of a smiling ET. Uh (laughs) And I was picking up one for myself and my husband and one for my neighbor and one for my other neighbor. And so it was almost like, wow, are we going to like be seeing an ET in our neighborhood? (laughs) So that was, uh, that was kind of what I was wondering about that dream. I think we're going to have visitation very soon. Yeah. Okay. I had a situation, a really cool thing happened a few weeks ago where I woke up to a doorbell ringing. Okay. And I jumped out of bed. It wasn't really my doorbell, though, but it was definitely not in the dream realm. It was in the real world. Mm. It was in my waking life. I heard the doorbell. And I jumped up. I was like, oh, no one's there. And I took it as a sign of we're here. Oh, yeah, for but sure. That same, that same day. So I told my friend about it. And then she said she heard a doorbell that night when she was closing up her shop. Um, and it wasn't the, the, it wasn't the same bell that they have in their shop. It was a different bell. And then my other friend in Carmel heard the same doorbell while she was washing the dishes that night. So the three of us heard a doorbell ring on the same day. And I can only say that that means we're here. Wow, that's so cool. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I, I just recently got my hair done as well. And my hairdresser said she saw a UFO um, not too far away from her house. In the daytime or nighttime? It was, I think she said it was in the evening and it, she said it, and she had a video of it too. It was, it was so cool. (laughs) She said it just like came down like super fast and then it hovered and then it, um, 
went to the left and to the right, and then it came back to the center and it sort of hovered there, and then it shot straight back up. Um, so it came down pretty close. Yeah, she said that it was amazing. pretty close. That's amazing. I've been seeing a lot of UFOs lately for the past few months, actually, um, since, since we started quarantining. And I decided to start going out and looking for UFOs, and they've been there every single night. So do they normally come out just at night? Is um, um, No, I've seen them in the daytime as well. Yeah. Usually in the daytime, you'll see a portal open up in the sky first. Hmm. And then that'll stop you and get your attention is the portal. So you'll see this, this shape in the sky. The hmm. first one I saw was a, a loop. So it was just this continual loop. Wow. And I had two friends with me and we all stopped. I said, look at that portal. Like, that's, this is amazing. And and while we were watching it, a saucer-shaped UFO popped out of the portal. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. It was so cool. It disappeared, <laughs> it came back, it disappeared again. Um, it was metallic with a light in the center of it. You could see all the details of the craft. That was my first daytime UFO, and that really just hmm. changed everything. Yeah, and I, I feel like they want to communicate with us, and they, I feel like they're starting to communicate more telepathically and you know and maybe it's through these dreams definitely through dreams um meditations and dreams are my biggest source of contact yeah uh, I, I dream that i wake up in the middle of the night <laughs> there's a ship out my window they're in my bedroom <laughs> very realistic dreams wow that's so cool so I had a dream last night. Would you mind interpreting my dream from last night? Okay, that'd be really fun. Because um, I'm constantly trying to analyze my dreams. And, I, and I've studied uh, dream classes and things like that too. So I, I do have some, uh, some knowledge around it. But I feel like you probably have even more than I do, which is really cool. So I dreamed that there was a six-foot-long sandwich and it but the top of it was missing and so I had to go outside to pick up the top of the sandwich I brought it back in and I placed it on the bottom half of the sandwich and, and it's this huge six foot long sandwich right so it was like hauling in this huge thing <laughs> and then I dreamed that I had uh, these people came into the room men and women and they all took off their skin, uh -huh. but they looked pretty much the same, like with their skin off. They looked, but just maybe cleaner or more fresh or whatever. And then I ended up taking off my skin too. Uh -huh. That's beautiful. So that, that was all I remember. So you were all human in the dream? Yes, we all seemed human to me. Because I've seen in dreams before where they, the ETs drop their human skin, and so they they're very beautiful humans, but in the dreams, they're going to these extraction points where they're going to be picked up by their ships and then taken off planet. So they drop their beautiful human facade and they become, I remember one dream, you know, I, I, at first I thought, oh, they're not that beautiful. But then I stopped myself and said, okay, well, maybe on our planet, but maybe that's <laughs> on their planet. So I, you know, I didn't judge them, but they're uh -huh. Andromedans. Yeah. Um, if you're all human and there's no ET, um, and you're just shedding your skin. I think it's the shedding of old layers. I think you're upgrading yourselves. It's showing that you're upgrading, other humans are upgrading. These old masks, the old layers that no longer serve us are, are gone. Hmm. And we're 
we're ascending into our highest versions of ourselves. Mm. That's beautiful. Yeah. And this, what about the sandwich? What do you think that's all about? It could be. Well, it's interesting. I had a food dream recently too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always dreaming about food, like Um, nonstop. I don't don't dream about food. So it was really unusual for me. (laughs) But I dreamt that a wave hit the U.S. Wave. And it could be, I don't know if it was a tsunami or if it was just a metaphorical wave, but all of a sudden hyperinflation kicked in. Hmm. And I went to get a bag, a, a salad in a bag. It was the only way I could get a salad. It was $26. Hmm. And I had wished in the dream that I'd stocked up on more food. <laughs> Wave hit. <laughs> so I'm a little bit more prepared. Uh-huh. So, so for me, the food is about preparing, being hmm. prepared, making sure you have enough. For a six-foot mm-hmm. sandwich, that's definitely more than enough. Yeah, it was a gigantic sandwich. <laughs> it, was like, it was enough to feed everybody in that room, for sure. And did you share it, or was it just for you? Um, well, I didn't get to that point where I was either serving it or not serving it, but, but I was, it was like I was getting ready to serve it because that's why I went and picked up the top part of it and put it on. <laughs> it's like, oh, this sandwich isn't ready to be served yet. I got to go grab the top of the sandwich first. <laughs> the random parts of the dreams that I love. Yeah. really <laughs> Yeah, it was very interesting. And I normally relate food to like spiritual nourishment. Uh huh. So you had more, you had more than enough um, (laughs) sandwich, which means you're getting lots of nourishments, enough to share. Yeah. I wanted it to be complete and whole. Yeah, which is ultimately what I want. You know, when I connect with people through this show, and I connect with people like you. It's like we're all here in this spiritual soup, right? And we're all here to like nourish each other. So we have to be conscious of our choices every day and what are we choosing to share and what are we choosing to um, focus on, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's it's important to focus on the important stuff, which is love and consciousness and and all of that so it's all about love it's all about love (laughs) yes that's the best the highest frequency is love yeah for sure and i think your your cards are so beautiful i just want to uh for people watching the the video uh version um her her cards are just so gorgeous she i mean she draws these beautiful animals uh we've got a peacock we've got a coyote. She's got like 77 animals in here. And I ended up getting her uh, Black Panther and I put it on my wall because I dreamed that the Black Panther was my spirit, one of my spirit guides mm-hmm. as uh, my animal guides, which was so fun. And I just, you know, I, I pulled the strength card today too, which of course okay. is the lion. Yep. And it's like, okay, this is kind of fun. But yeah, look how gorgeous these pictures are. And they're just so, I just love them. (laughs) They're so creative. I'm going to have to get your other deck too. I'm definitely, um, I collect decks. So it's, I wanted to play with this one for a little while first though. I'm the most excited about the animal deck right now because that's where I just put the past year of my attention. And I'm still, I'm still painting animals every day. I'm mm. working on an extended guidebook right now. Oh, I can't wait for that. I mean, too. It's going to be a hardcover, full color book. 
Oh, that sounds gorgeous. All the artwork, the paintings, the interpretations. It can be stand alone or it can go along with the deck. Wow, that's awesome. I've been dreaming of, I dream about animals anyway, but my dreams of the animals have been really strong for the past year. Mm -hmm. If I forget an animal, they come to me in my dreams. Show me. Yeah, I dreamed about a dog the other day being my my doctor, my skin doctor. (laughs) I thought that was fun. It's like, hmm, not sure what that's all about, but <laughs> yeah, the, the lynx was the one that there's a lynx in that deck. And uh-huh. there, there wouldn't have been a lynx. Um, because I have I had a it was really hard to narrow it down to just 77 for the deck. Oh, I'm sure. A lot of animals that did not make their cut, but they'll mm-hmm. make a second edition. Um, but the lynx came to me in a dream and I was in the jungle and I could only hear a voice. And the voice just kept repeating, Can you see me? Can you see me? Mm. And then finally I saw it. And it was this beautiful lynx laying down. And as soon as I saw it, it stood up uh-huh. and walked back into the jungle. Mm. And that That's was so like, beautiful. I was like, okay, lynx, I see you. You're, you're going to be in my deck. Yeah, I've seen a lynx before back when I was in Colorado. Uh-huh. And it was, uh, it was New Year's Eve. <clears throat> it was a few years ago. And I was coming back, it was like three in the morning because I was actually up late doing readings, which was really fun. I was doing palm readings till probably about three in the morning at this restaurant where I, you know, was invited to, to do readings. Mm-hmm. And so all the, all the New Year's people were all celebrating and everybody's coming over to my, at my table. And on the way back to my apartment, I saw a lynx. Oh, that's so cool. And it was like New Year's Day. It's like... It felt so special. Yeah. Yeah. So so what do you connect the links to? What is the energy of the links? Well, all of the big cats in general just have this ancestral shamanic energy of the jungle. And mm. so it feels very, very deep and tribal. Something about the big cats. Um, I definitely resonate with that energy the most right now. Yeah. I love the big cats. Yeah, me too. They're just... It's like they possess this ancient knowledge and wisdom. They're these gatekeepers. Um, Yeah. Yeah, just getting to gaze into their eyes or see their very presence is just inspiring in so many levels. Yeah, I found some gorgeous photography pictures Uh and I put them in my workout room and Mm -hmm. I I got a tiger and I got a leopard and they're both in black and white. So they're really dramatic and they inspire me when I work out. Good. Leopard was definitely one of, I mean, I made that the face of the deck, but it's interesting that cheetah has been coming to me on repeats. So Mm -hmm. cheetah's not even in that deck, but I've Mm -hmm. already painted the cheetah. I have, I was just drawn to that artwork a few, about a month ago. And I, I bought all these cheetah paintings for my bedroom. And then mm. I got a different rug, and then I painted a cheetah, and then it just keeps showing up. And so cheetah, in particular, is h- helping you to get to the finish line. Mm-hmm. It's sprinting and finishing, laser focus, when it's time to speed things up and get to the end. And that's where I'm at right now, where the cheetah is helping me to. I've, I've put a, whole, you know, a long time into this, and I enjoy every single moment. And I'm so close. And the cheetah's like, I'm here to help you. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's, that's awesome. So, so 
I mean, this is something I do is I'll call upon spirit animals to assist me. Is that, is there like a special way that you need to do that or? That's one of the ways you can call upon any animal that you wish and ask for their guidance, ask for their assistance. I'm paint. I decided, well, I've always wanted to just paint animals. It took me this long into my life to finally realize that dream, but I'm doing this because I love animals in the jungle and wild places and I want to protect them. And by creating this deck and this book, it's really just another way to honor animals, elevate them to a position of wisdom, power, knowledge, so that people will look up to animals instead of down at them. So look to them for guidance, look to them as something beyond, to see their spiritual component of them, you know, to know that they're very, very intelligent beings. Mm-hmm. And then change the perceptions. I have people come in, to my shop and they pull someone someone pulled the shark and she's like I don't like sharks and then I, I read the definition and then she's like yeah I love sharks just <laughs> 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 so to change someone's mind about an animal mm. or not liking spiders but now they like a spider you know yes. anything just to not pick and choose and say I like some animals but not all of them and maybe they if they can come out of it appreciating and loving all of them and caring enough to maybe protect them and pay more attention to them. I think that's great. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I've never been a big fan of spiders myself and I I've had a bit of, you know, phobia from quite young. And now that I live here, I used to live in Utah, which we had some spiders, but man, do we have some big spiders here. (laughs) And so this morning there was a spider in my closet. (laughs) It's like, instead of just like smashing it, like, you know, back in the old days, that's what I would do. We ended up buying this little catcher thing instead. And so I just tell my husband and he goes and grabs the little, the little catcher and then we just let it outside. And, and I feel so much better about doing that because I don't like killing things. You know, I just, I just don't like doing it and it's not everything. I actually caught and released a scorpion a few nights ago from my house. Mm. And while I was releasing it, I found a tarantula outside. Oh, wow. And then a bobcat. It was a really beautiful moment to witness those two creatures while I was releasing the scorpion. And then two nights ago, I had another tarantula and a rattlesnake show up Mm. across my path as I was walking. Wow. But a couple rattlesnakes lately, a couple tarantulas. So when they start to show up like that in the wild, it's another sign that they're with you Mm -hmm. to them. So, right. And if you respect them, they will respect you. You can also, okay, so here's something interesting. I had, well, I always talk to the animals telepathically and sometimes out loud, but with the first rattlesnake, it was a really big one and it, it rattled at my guest who was staying with me and it was by her car and it scared her. <laughs> so she left and I walked out to it and I sat with it and I said, you can't stay here because it's, you're, you know, you're going to scare people. So you just want to go back down into the, into the bushes. And I just walked it down my driveway and showed it where to go and it, it just followed and we just walked together oh a moment with the snake um it's amazing and i've done this with ants before at my house mm-hmm. i had ants outside and i talked to them and said you have to relocate your colony or i'm gonna sweep you and then you know maybe spray and you don't want that and i tried it a few days ago with carpenter ants in my house mm. and i told them 
in a few days, in five days from now, about a bug person coming to spray the house. And if you don't relocate your entire colony, you're gonna die. And don't build inside houses, just go into trees and go back into nature and, and do it there. They're gone now. Wow. Two days ago. Mm-hmm. I looked this morning to see, because I've got the bug person coming tomorrow. I wanted to give him a chance to move first mm-hmm. before having to take action. So they're, as far as I can see, they're not there anymore. Wow, that's amazing. I'm still going to have the bug person check them out and make sure that. Well, yeah, you definitely <laughs> want to do that. <laughs> yeah. But if I can communicate with them and ask them first, mm-hmm. they do listen and they do understand. Wow, that's amazing. So there's an intelligence about yeah. animals that we don't give them credit for just yeah. because they don't speak your language. No one's ever given them a chance before. Yeah. So they just need to be communicative with and understood. Right. Yeah. And I always tell the spiders, I tell them, you know, I, I, I used to be very afraid of you and I prefer <laughs> you not to be inside the house. Yeah. You need to go outside. Yep. But... Otherwise, I'm not going to kill you. <laughs> so they seem to, I don't see them all the time, but, you know, mm-hmm. I don't freak out like I used to. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> so anyway, this is really fun. I think we should pull up your hands now and take a look at your hands. And I'm actually going to share my screen here. And we will take a look at your lovely hands. So the first thing I like to just take a look at is the the hand shape. And you definitely have very long fingers and a very rectangular palm. I actually use my calipers to measure your hands. (laughs) (laughs) So this is what we would call uh, water hands. Which tells me, you know, quite a bit, actually, just the nature of who you are is very adaptable. So it doesn't surprise me that you would want to have your, uh, your hands, literally, your hands in a lot of different projects. Because <laughs> that's, a, that's a watery type person. Uh, water types also are very, uh, they're, they're in the emotional realm. So it feels to me like when you tap into your work, you're really tapping into that emotional layer and you can really sense the, the emotion behind those animals and you capture that in your, in your pictures. So your, your creativity shows up here in what we call your Apollo finger. And you do have a very strong Apollo finger and I would say this archetype we combine, I would say that's, that's your strong finger is Apollo. Mm-hmm. So the dreamer is actually your archetype. So how interesting that you, that you call yourself the bohemian dreamer and the dreamer is your archetype. Mm-hmm. So uh, the dreamer represents somebody who is open to infinite possibilities, somebody who is open-minded, 
you don't have like those preconceived expectations of things like most people do. <laughs> and you're able to use that to bring in childlike innocence to others. So it's sort of like we all get sort of jaded as we get older and we get skeptical and we lose our magic, right? We lose that sense of our magic. But you have the ability to bring people back to the magic. That's really what the gift of just your hand shape. And your hand shape forms by the time you're about six years old. So this is, this is your gift. In relationships, this is what you do. And this can be intimate relationships as well as just professional or acquaintance type relationships. This is your energy. So your archetype represents your natural, what, what you exude to the world. Okay. So I love that about you. This is, uh, these are beautiful hands, by the way. So people uh, with this type of hand, sometimes they, they just don't understand the harshness of the world. You know, they're, they're like, why would anybody want to kill that snake? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, they just don't get it. <laughs> and so having to deal with that harshness sometimes can be um, disheartening. Mm -hmm. So it's very important for you to have a, a way to kind of shelter yourself mm -hmm. from that harshness of the world. And you know, keep your innocence, you know, I mean, ultimately, these are innocent hands. And they're just full of this exuberant, you know, energy. I just love that. Uh, I like how you bring in, you've got rings on both of your index fingers. And that is building in your power. Okay, Jupiter represents your power finger. And so when you uh, put a ring on a finger, it activates that finger's energy. So especially if it's not your strong finger, which in, in your case it's not, you're building Jupiter energy just from putting the ring on that finger. So I actually like that for you uh, because it's about owning your power. It's like, hey, I'm taking charge. I'm bringing in that cheetah. <laughs> I'm getting this project done. Mm -hmm. And the world needs to enjoy the gifts that you have to offer because it brings in that natural sense of playfulness and joy and just that um, that innocence comes back through so that's something i love about all of the work that you do um, and it's just really fun now you've got a little is this like a um a freckle that disappeared a couple years ah, ago. Okay. <laughs> now that's interesting. I always look at stuff that's like eye-catching, right? When I look at, at hands. So you've got a freckle and it's located right in between your Apollo finger, which is your ring finger, and your middle finger, which is Saturn. And it is, let's see if it's on a line as well. Uh, it looks like it's on your girdle of Venus, which is a sensitivity marker, by the way. So you definitely are a very sensitive soul and you need to be um, 
I can understand why you could see spirits and that sort of thing, because these are like, these are like psychic hands. So yeah, you've got a lot of psychic ability. You've got a lot of, um, just that super extra sensitive energy, which in terms of having a partner, you need a partner who can appreciate this about you and not overwhelm you. But you would also do well with a partner who could kind of ground you a little bit and, and make you feel safe. Yeah. So, um, so this little marker right here, I would say is tying into your creativity because that's Apollo and how you're showing yourself. And it's tying in with your work because that's what Saturn is all about. And it's tying in with your sensitivity. So I would suggest, you know, be aware of the impressions that you're getting that, you know, it's, it's almost like a little nudge to keep going with your work. Mm -hmm. And it feels like a reassurance. Mm -hmm. um, marker is what I'm feeling from this. Maybe it's from one of your animal guides. <laughs> Maybe they well, put it there. Oh, I did get stung by the scorpion on this hand, but I got stung here actually, right where oh. my hand. Oh, really? On your while Jupiter I, finger? While I was sleeping. Yeah, it stung me here. That was the first time I got stung. Oh, interesting. Okay, so yeah, that's power and boundaries. So yeah, taking, taking charge of your boundaries and, and really owning your power. And of course, we look at the, the scorpion as the transformer, right? The phoenix, I kind of think of the scorpion as the phoenix. So it's like you're, you're evolving in a way that is going to help other people transform. So your work is actually very, very important. And don't underestimate the value of it. Um, definitely, uh, I would say that the, the little freckle is encouraging you to keep going. So I love that. I love to see that. So your best match in terms of who would be a good partner for you would be somebody with uh, earth hands. Mm -hmm. So they would have short fingers and they would have a much more square palm and kind of thick kind of a thick, substantial hand. And they would also have a strong little finger. So the little finger would actually come up above this upper phalange of Apollo. And that would be, um, we call that the hermit archetype. Okay, so yeah, the archetypes correspond to the tarot. Uh, that was the book that I wrote about uh, stories in your hands. So that would be... Uh, somebody who can really take your ideas and your energy and they can figure out, okay, how can we bring this into reality in the best way? Yep. So that would be a good partner for you. So, so what has been your, your history of your relationships? Um, let's see. I was almost married about five years ago. That was my longest relationship. Mm -hmm. for five years and then had to call off the wedding very last minute mm. we that was when i was on my spiritual path of evolution and i was evolving and he was he's not and we were going in very very different life directions mm. and it just came to a point when we just were not in alignment anymore yeah and so after that i traveled for a year and a half 
Um, mm-hmm. Traveling is not the right time to meet somebody. And no, that's true. But I was also finding myself, mm-hmm. finding myself, connecting, being in nature, recharging. Then I moved to Sedona. And in my nearly four years of Sedona, I've had one relationship. And mm-hmm. it was And that ended about two months ago. Hmm. Okay. So are you interested in finding anyone? Yes. Yeah, I definitely am. Um, I've been dating, but it's been fun lately because I've been meeting them in my dreams first. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's so cool. I love that. Almost like speed dating in my dreams. Hmm. I asked their spirits to meet me. You know, right away, if it's a good match or not from the dream. Yeah. Or I've been having one, one date, maybe second date, but you kind of know. Yeah. Cause I do see an affection line here on your hand. Um, this one is showing more of a detachment. So maybe this is the, the relationship that didn't work out is what I'm guessing. Uh, on your other hand, if we, if we blow it up just a little bit more, uh, it looks like there is a new line starting to form right here, but it's not fully formed yet. So it, it's showing that there is a potential, but it's not quite ready yet. Yeah, that's exactly what it feels like. Yeah. So, but yeah, you can certainly get yourself ready and prepare. And in the meantime, just do, just do what you're doing because uh-huh. you're doing amazing stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. So do you have any other questions for me? before we wrap up. Beautiful. Thank you. Okay. So thank you. This has been so much fun. You are one of the most interesting guests I've had on the show. So um, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate you. And everybody make sure you check her out. I mean, Rachel's stuff is really the real deal. So uh, just go to bohemiandreamer.com check out her animal cards, her tarot cards, her beautiful stuff. And uh, remember, the, the most important thing of all is that life has more meaning when it's shared. And keep spreading that love energy. Hold love, hold light, because uh, that's what it's all about. So thanks for joining us today, everybody. Have a wonderful day. And I'll catch you again really soon. Take care. Thank you for listening to Love in Your Hands. Please rate, review, and subscribe to show your support. Have a question for Cynthia? Just post a comment. This podcast is sponsored by loveinyourhands.com, the place to find soulmate love fast. Start your free soul connection membership today, upload your hand photo, discover your relationship archetype, and start finding soulmate matches. Just go to loveinyourhands.com to get started.